Well, thank you so much to all those who have helped with our worship service, for our liturgist, Kay Woods, today, uh, for our praise team who offers our music, and for Gary Brubaker, who puts all of our music together for us, um, for all of those who have been in our in-person worship services as ushers and greeters and liturgists, and thank you so much for all of those who have helped to make our worship um, what it is. As we, um, as we are here together on this Labor Day, um, we're starting, um, we'll, just, uh, we'll start a new series looking at joy um, starting next week. Um, but before we can get there, I think that we have to talk about rest first. Um, and today is uh, Labor Day weekend. And um, I've heard the quote that I'm not sure who it's attributed to, but that you have to have a proper theology of work in order to have a proper theology of rest or vice versa. You have to have a proper theology of rest in order to have a proper theology of work. So let's talk about Sabbath. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, Labor Day um, usually marks the unofficial end of summer um, and when you can't wear white. Is that still a, is that still real? I don't know. I don't know what all the fashion rules are anymore. <laughs> but um, it marks the unofficial end of summer. Uh, and it used to be that most schools didn't start until after Labor Day, which some still don't, but some do. Um, now our schedules and our sort of rhythms have changed a little bit over the years. Labor Day was recognized first as a federal holiday by President Grover Cleveland in 1894. And in, about, in the 1930s, unions were encouraging strikes if the day wasn't recognized by an employer um, for rest. It was intended to be a day honoring to honor working and to continue to advocate for better working conditions. So we still celebrate. And there's still much to celebrate and much to advocate for. Now, we're told many ways through our culture that we're not worth anything unless we're productive. It's, um, it's, not, it's not about how much we can give, but we have a culture that celebrates how busy we are. Now, this is true whether you're working or not. Think about the last time maybe that you wanted to spend time with a friend. How difficult was it to get your calendars aligned? Or how far in advance did you have to plan something? Or have you ever had that conversation with someone about, how are you? Oh, so busy. Oh yeah, me too, I'm so busy. I'm crazy busy. I'm ridiculously busy. I'm infinitely busy. Inf anyway, but we have this culture that, that also celebrates busyness because busyness seems to indicate productivity, which, well, that's not always true. And our story of faith actually tells a different story. Now, if you, you may have heard, um, as it's become a sort of popular buzzword over the last few years in particular, about self-care. And self-care is very important. Taking care of yourself, body, mind, and spirit is absolutely important. But when you think about self-care, what is it that first comes to your mind? Um, I think a lot of times it's portrayed as something that women need to do, um, which is true, but spoiler alert, everyone needs self-care. 
And maybe when you've talked about self-care or someone has talked about self-care to you, you thought about maybe spa days or mani-pedis, um, massages, or um, an extra piece of chocolate cake. Um, on the show Parks and Rec um, several years ago, uh, they had Treat Yourself Day. And maybe that's what you think of too, of a day that you just treat yourself, that you give into all of your, your desires. And that's what self-care is. And that can be really relaxing and um, rewarding, perhaps even. <laughs> but the truth is, um, none of that is really self-care. Those are more self-comfort things because they're fleeting. They'll make you feel good for a little bit, but not necessarily all the time. They can trick us into believing that we're really taking care of ourselves, but we're really just putting a Band-Aid on the real problem. Now, self-care, real self-care, is hard work, and it takes discipline to keep as a part of our lives and our routines. And one of the pieces of self-care is this idea of rest or Sabbath, as it's called throughout the scriptures. I was talking with someone recently, um, and uh, they said, you know, what did you do this weekend? And my first response was, uh, you know, we actually had a no plan weekend, which is very rare for Stephen and I, um, but we had a no plan weekend. I was like, we just spent the weekend being lazy. And they're like, ah, that's funny. And then I stopped and I thought about it and I was like, when, when did do nothing become lazy? I mean, we were resting. We were after a busy week, recuperating, um, regaining energy, reconnecting. Why is that lazy? I mean, if your worth is wrapped up in production, that's sure, doing nothing is laziness. But our worth isn't wrapped up in production as people of faith or as just children of God. And rest is more than just a nap, although naps are real nice. But we need these rhythms of rest. There was a reason that the Ten Commandments included remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. It was to remind us that our identity is not in what we do or what we build, but who we are and whose we are. That we are beloved children of God, and there are no exceptions to that. And we need rest to remind us that we're human beings and not human doings. This rest might be sitting next to a river and reconnecting with creation or marveling at a sunset and reflecting on the day or spending time in prayer or meditation or laughing around a campfire with family and friends. Recreation or recreation reminds us that we are cre created for more than work or just being busy that we're created more for more than what we produce. So why is this one of the big 10? You know, the 10 commandments, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And why is it said over and over throughout the scriptures? Well, I think because we keep forgetting it and we need reminders. Now this commandment wasn't just for God's benefit, but also for God's people. And it wasn't just a nice, a nice friendly thought or like, oh, that should be nice. You should do that. The Sabbath does, uh, had, and still has political connotations. As commandments and laws were given to the Israelites, they were coming from a time in their life when they were slaves, when all they were forced to think about was do and make bricks, 
work. This is who you are and your identity is in this. And because they couldn't afford to leave, because they would just return to more work if they took a break, because they were the only ones who could make these bricks, this is where their identity got found. And so when they left Egypt and they left slavery behind, they were a little lost. They didn't know what to do with most of their lives because they had only thought about bricks, 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 work, work, work. And suddenly that wasn't what they had anymore. And so, so who are they to be known if not the people who make bricks? Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Remember who you are and whose you are. Sabbath is a time for us to be reminded that we are God's children, that the kingdoms of this world don't hold power or sway over you, that you are a part of God's kingdom and working on build, building for God's kingdom today, not to fall victim to the slaveries that this world imposes because if the kingdoms of this world had their way, we'd be making bricks seven days a week. We'd be known for our production, not for our being. Oh, no one does that, do they? We still struggle. Rest is an important part of life. We don't really have a proper concept of work until we have a proper concept of rest. Everything has its place. It's not about just making bricks. It's about living as a child of God. You are worthy to live that way. You are worthy to be a child of God. You don't have to prove to God that you're busy enough or that you work hard enough. You don't have to show God your schedule or your to-do list that's crossed off or not. God isn't counting your bricks. God's not counting anything. God's love isn't earned. It's given freely. And it's given to you. You are worthy. So breathe deeply because it's all around you. It has been from the beginning and it will be forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So let go. Let it go. Like my friend Elsa from Frozen says, let it go. I mean, that sounds so easy, right? Let go of perfectionism. Let go of your stresses. Let go of your worries. Just let go. What if it were that easy? What if we did set things aside, even for a time, to let it go? And what if we trusted? What if we trusted that God would carry it for us? What if we trusted Jesus when he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light? What if we believed God when God said, I will take care of you? Because your worth isn't wrapped up in your ability to produce perfectly or even produce at all. And you know, sometimes when you cling to something so tightly, it's harder to grasp because you just, you can't go too much further, right? So what if we do 
Just loosen our grip just a little bit. If we let go and we trust God. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what if we did leave things up to Jesus sometimes? Now Jesus invites us to be a part of the work. And what if we trusted him to lead us? What if we trusted that God would do God's job? That would free us up to do our job, to come alongside God, to build for the kingdom of God here and now following God's lead, not our own, a kingdom of justice and mercy, of grace and love and peace and rest. Honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. What does Sabbath mean? To let go, put away, still. Rest reminds us of who we are and who we follow. Do we follow our production? Do we follow our busyness? Or do we follow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Are we connected to the source of life? Or are we connected to a set of laws or rules or expectations? Let go. Rest. Stop. Savor in God's goodness. Delight in God's creation and be reminded of who calls you and what God calls us all to, to love God, to love our neighbor, to change the world. Rest. Let it go. Amen.